New York Artist Collective. Hello and welcome to the New York Artist Collective podcast. This next one's about, if you're not familiar with the podcast, this is where we interview an artist to discuss the creative songwriting process behind one of their songs. I'm your host, Stephanie Manns, singer-songwriter and one of the New York Artist Collective producers. And today's guest is blues rock singer-songwriter Kelsey Hunter. Kelsey has recently collaborated with Sophie B. Hawkins and opened up for Foreigner, and she plans to have her debut album released later this year. Kelsey is here to talk about her song, Let Me Burn. Kelsey Hunter. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be here. So, let's get right down to it. So, we're here to talk about your song, Let Me Burn. Yes. So, how did you write Let Me Burn? Where, where were you? How did it all come about? So, Let Me Burn was written about a couple months ago. I think in January, actually. Um, but before that, I was in Berlin for about three months. I picked up a guitar there and I had a goal to learn a little bit of the guitar better. And I was focusing on different tunings, different ways of playing the guitar, different different songwriters who I admired. I really I really started listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan and the blues, acoustic blues. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got the riff to Let Me Burn. I found this tuning, it's D-A-D-D-A-D. And it initially it was really weird, but I got used to it. That's where I wrote the riff for Let Me Burn. And then one day, as I was noodling around, it came to me. And the, the song's really about somebody struggling with their identity. Kind of hitting rock bottom and being sucked into a relationship where they push and pull you as they please. And just sort of succumbing to that and, and following, following that person no matter what, because you just, you just don't know who you are anymore. So Let Me Burn, even the words, Let Me Burn, Take me with you. That's essentially what the song is about. So the tuning for you was really big in terms of just finding something new. Yeah. And a um, different mood for the song. I think that tuning, it was pivotal in my songwriting because it brought this grittiness into my songwriting. It brought um, this darkness, I guess you can say, into my songwriting that I had never had before. This openness, it, it, it actually, just the way the strings ring out with that tuning it, I don't know, it creates a band behind me. It's not just me and the guitar. It creates, it creates a band behind me. And I, and I see so much growth in that direction because, because of that tuning. So, so how uh, long have you been, how long have you been writing music? How long have you been, cause you're, cause you're a youngin. You're 20, yeah, 25. 25. Um, I started when I was 15 and I actually still play the songs that I wrote when I was 15, which is kind of funny, but, um, yeah, I started when I was 15 and I actually was going through, through a lot. You know, I, I was struggling with my, my identity again, um, just because I, you know, I was coming out to my family and I lived in a small town where, you know, coming out wasn't, it wasn't, not that it wasn't accepted, but it was just taboo at the time. Yeah, I started writing when I was really young just to have an outlet for myself. And your, your songwriting has obviously changed over the last 10 years, I guess, being in, you know, in adolescence as we, as we grow, and you're now at a point where you're trying different things and different styles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny, I was, I was thinking about the other day, a lot of what I was writing when I was younger was I was trying to copy all the people that I, I wanted to be like, like Brandi Carlile, Ray LaMontagne, and I'm slowly finding my own voice in that, straying away from you know, copying or you know, wanting to be somebody else. And it's actually a wonderful, it's a beautiful thing to see myself grow in that direction and being, you know, it's not inevitable. I mean, 
I can't help it. It's just where I'm going at the moment. And it's wonderful to see you doing so well on, on the New York music scene, which is why we're so delighted to have you in the New York Artist Collective. Mm -hmm. So, Kelsey Hunter, let's take a listen to Let Me Burn. No, no, no 
So Kelsey, that was Let Me Burn, and you're going to record that this summer. I am. I am. That's yeah. fun. So will this be your first release? It will. It's exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. How do you feel? Um, I, I feel like it's limitless. I can do anything. I can make it however I want to make it. And um, I'm also excited because I think I have my eye on a studio. Mm-hmm. And it's a, upstate. You know, I grew up kind of in the woods. So I'll be home up there. And um, yeah, I'm super excited about the studio. I'm excited about finding other musicians who want to jump on board maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited to actually maybe play some electric guitar. So the the studio and the producer kind of come hand in hand or have you found someone to... I haven't found the producer yet. I found the studio and the reason why I like it is because it's an old abandoned church. And to me, I feel like there's just something mm-hmm. special about that. Um, but I'm working on finding a producer. Um, I've, I've done, I've worked in studios before without a producer. I just sort of went for it. And there was something that was just kind of missing there so hopefully down the line I'll find mm-hmm. I'll find somebody who is suitable I think I was talking with this Rebecca with Rebecca last week and I think sometimes the the thing that a producer adds is I think we were saying it was like looking in a mirror but it's a slightly different version of you looking back yeah um, they can sort of like give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down on things mm-hmm. and be your second ear your second yep. pair of eyes that's really important I think especially with you know timing and you're on a time constraint you don't have the studio forever. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're sitting in that room all day long and you're hearing the same things over and over again come through the speakers, sometimes it's hard to step back and, and tell whether mm-hmm. that's what you want in the end. It's, it's like a, a mind game. So let's talk about your New York story. So you are from Jersey, New yes. Jersey. Yes. And I, I like to say New Jersey because I used to live in the old Jersey. <laughs> um, yeah, it confuses a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, I was from New Jersey. I am from New Jersey. I live here now. I used to live in a little town called Booton Township, New Jersey. And it was sort of in the middle of nowhere. And I think I graduated with a, in a class of like 120 people. So, yeah, there wasn't much to do out there. It wasn't... Play guitar. Yeah, so <laughs> I found a guitar and I went with it. And, I mean, here and there I would have a gig at maybe like a little pub and sneak in the back and, you know, get away with playing an open mic Um, but that was sort of as far as I went there in New Jersey Mm -hmm. Um, actually I am going back though this summer to play uh, a festival where I grew up which is kind of cool but yeah there's not there wasn't that much on the scene I always had my eyes on New York City always Uh, I just didn't know how that was gonna happen I could only dream about you know getting there do you remember the first gig that you came to see in New York uh, the first gig that I came to see, I do, I don't remember the name, but I do know that it was, my sister's really into heavy metal. It was this divey bar, super, super heavy metal. And I had the best time in the world, even though I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> That's great. It was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. But it was an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, f- I find that like when you sort of, if you're like coming into the big city to like see a band that you've loved for ages or something you know whatever like your first kind of experience coming into the city for something like that um Mm -hmm. yeah usually kind of blows your mind a little bit yeah even if you know you don't know the artist like in my case it was still like a thrill i was i was like i'm new york city seeing a rock band this is awesome i moved i mean i only moved here four years ago but i remember it vividly and i went to see will hogue um this kind of americana songwriter and he was playing at bowery ballroom i had just moved and it was just such a 
magical experience kind of seeing someone at the Bowery Ballroom, which is a beautiful venue anyway. Yeah. That does stick with me. I do remember my, my first show too, but I, I shan't bore you with that story. Because we're here to talk about you. <laughs> so Next time, we'll talk. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, you've, you've been doing incredibly well recently and, and just kind of blowing up. And um, I saw that you opened for Foreigner recently, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it was a dream come true. Now, how did that come about? Because I, I, you know, I'm not going to spoil your story or your or punchline, but yeah. I think that's a really cool story of how you met Mick Jones. Yeah, it was really, it's really cool actually. I was applying to uh, be his personal assistant, and when I got there, I think there was a mix-up where he thought maybe I was, I was a man. I guess because Kelsey can go both ways, Kelsey Grammer, Kelsey Hunter, you know. I see. So sorry. Let's let just to be clear. So before you got there. You think he thought you were? Yeah, I think was a guy. Yeah, I think there was a list of people, and you know, and and so I was on that list. And when I got into the ele- into the elevator, got up into the, you know the apartment, he sort of gave me this weird look, and he was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting you to be a woman. I thought you were gonna be a man." And I was like, "Oh, like sorry to disappoint you, but it's it's cool." Um, so what, you know, what, was, what can you say to that? Really? Yeah, I was like, "Okay, cool. It's it's fine. It's totally cool." Um, but we ended up just, you know, chatting a little bit. He, I told him I was a musician and I showed him some of my music and he's, he was like nodding his head and for like Mick Jones to nod his head, I was like, okay, like I'll take it. That's fine. We haven't really stayed in touch, but I, I mean, his manager sort of, uh, kept in touch and, and, um, they were looking for an opener at LIU Post in Long Island and they contacted me. I only had 10 days to prepare, so I panicked initially. I had no idea what I was going to do. And to top it all all off, you know, he asked if I brought well, if I would bring a, a band. And I've never played with a band. Like So hang on. So Mick Jones asked you to open for him with 10 days notice yes. and said, "Can you bring a band?" And you were like, "Totally." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, for sure. No problem." Mm-hmm. And I was terrified and at the time I was actually away I wasn't even in New York City I was I was away I was on a getting on a plane thinking about who are the people I can contact the minute I land in New York City so that I can get this together like I said I mean I am usually a solo act I I do know a couple musicians you know playing electric guitar drummers very scarce but I had to do it and so I spent all day just researching different musicians in the area, people who were available to even do it because I needed them to be available during the day so that we could rehearse, they could learn my songs. And I mean, this is a big deal. I found the group, they were amazing. And we pulled it off and it was, it was so much fun. It was just the most fun I've ever had really. How big big was the crowd? It was 2000 people. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. And so I went from playing a crowd that was 200 and I was freaking out. Like 200 was, I think, the max of, of, of how many people I played in front of to 2,000. So it was a huge jump with no experience under my belt. Um, and not to mention, the second I walk up on stage, um, a guy that you could tell, like, there's a hardcore foreigner guy sitting in the front. He had a hat. He had, like, a shirt. And he's just, like, looking at me like, who is this person getting, coming up and opening for foreigner? And he, he comes up to the stage and goes, you have some big shoes to fill. And I'm like... I thought you were going to say something else there. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So that was... <laughs> so that was really... 
that's how I started it off. And I was like, great. Well, you know, it's sort of like jumping out of a plane. You're already here. You got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes if, if something goes wrong, then you can just go, well, the thing that I was panicking about happened. Like I, for instance, I fell off stage once with great bump. No way. Oh yeah. After the, after the show, but or oh, as I was geez. getting off stage, um, I had to get crutches because I no sprint. Yeah, no, it's great fun. But now I, it's that whole thing of, well, that thing happened. So yeah, can't get any worse than like, that. Like, I think when, when the bad thing happens, you're like, cool. Like, can't go any worse than that. Yeah. I'm prepared for that now. Like, yeah. you've set the bar. So, like, someone's saying, uh-huh, like, crossing his arms going, you've got big shoes to fill. Uh, Challenge accepted. Yeah, and, you know, I, I was like, I don't even care. But at the end, actually, he ended up giving me a standing ovation, so. There you go. <laughs> I think you know for the most part I think when you when you get on stage people want to like you yeah I don't think you go on stage and someone's like impress me although except that guy yeah he was he was really <laughs> looking for me to impress him and not to mention by the way that whole thing was a learning experience um, not only because like you gotta know your crowd meaning don't ever play like a small like a soft acoustic song unless your volume is jacked up in front of 2,000 foreigner fans because they're looking for rock and roll first of all they want to like have a good time that's why they came to the the uh the concert but also i always wear a hat but you have to wear your hat to sound check did you know that what so <laughs> i told you this well i found <laughs> that out and the reason why is because i didn't wear my hat to sound check and when i got on stage i w- my microphone was going crazy and I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And as I was playing, I was like, great. So I aware of this guy, like, you know, telling me I have to do a good job or else. And then I have my microphone squeaking. And I didn't know if it was like the paper clip because I had a paper clip in my hat. And I was like, is there something going on? Like, am I going to get electrocuted? What's going on? Apparently my rim, the rim of the hat, the sound was, was reflecting off of that and shooting into the monitor. Huh. So they had to do this whole like. How big is the hat? I guess it's huge. I mean, <laughs> it's like some sort of like satellite dish on your head. I guess so. But yeah, so it was a learning experience. It was fun, um, kind of terrifying, but probably the best moment of my life for sure. There you go. You will always remember to wear your hat to sound check. Absolutely. I'll never forget. Um, so you are performing a New York Artist Collective show in the round, a Nashville style round. I, I assume you have not played a Nashville style round before. Uh, no, no. I haven't. It's I, fun. I, I I believe you. I think it's it's gonna be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm very I'm very excited to see you perform alongside these two. I think um, I love them both dearly. They're very very sweet people. Um, I I think you're you're all kind of different enough, and I look forward to kind of seeing how you bounce off each other actually. So this this will be a really special show. Yeah. At Rockwood Music Hall, May twenty fifth at six p.m. Yeah, that's uh-huh. it. All on the the Insta. The Insta and the, mm-hmm. the social me, as Rebecca has called it. I love that. Social me. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, like she um, teaches a, a songwriter's course and she kind of says it ironically. And I quite like it. So I'm, I think I'm I might steal that, that yeah. actually. It's pretty cool. Social me. She's, she's the best. Yeah. I'm, I'm super pumped for this show. Me Rockwood's too. awesome too. Yeah. Rock, yeah. Rockwood yeah. is awesome. So for Kelsey Hunter coming up this year, we have singles. We're recording. Where are you gigging? You said you've got a festival. So that's going to be in Montclair, actually. It's, um, I haven't gotten so many details about it, but it's cool because I actually went to school, I went to college in, in uh, that town. So it's going to be cool being back there. Um, and also, 
the people who reached out were actually people who I, I started playing music with when I was younger. So I'll, I'll get to see them. I'll get to see a lot of faces that I, ha- I haven't seen in a while. And it's a summer festival. I mean, there's going to be food. There's going to be, you know, Good sun beer. and sun. beer and great people. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm thinking about getting the band together again for that getting one. Getting the band back together. Yeah. It's so you rock know? and roll. I love it. So rock and roll. So <laughs> I'm focusing on maybe bringing a little bit electric guitar, bass, drums, vocals into my stuff, which is not a lot of people have seen that mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to my music. So. And you'll have more time to prepare than just the 10 oh, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. More, more 10 days is, is nothing. And if I could do that in 10 days, like... What can you do? With yeah, that? you know, it's it's. I'm excited. I'm just excited to to try new things. That's great. This is a big year for you. It's huge. I'm delighted for you, and I'm very delighted to have you on board as one of the New York Artists Collective and alumni, as you will be after the May 25th. Absolutely, and this is exciting. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. Now, if people want to find you, where can they do that? What What is your most active social media so website? I would say my most active social media is Instagram. Um, I love Instagram. I, have, I hate to say it, but I, <laughs> I love Instagram. Um, it's Kelsey Hunter 13. Um, you can find me there. Um, I also do have a Facebook. Uh, I'm not as active on Facebook, but um, you know, if you want to check out some older videos or um, shoot me a message or anything, uh, Kelsey Hunter Music on Facebook. Super duper. Well, Kelsey Under, it has been such a pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. I've enjoyed our chat immensely, and I look forward to seeing you on May 25th. See you there. Kelsey Hunter, and you can find out more about Kelsey on Instagram at KelseyHunter13. New York Artists Collective is delighted to have Kelsey perform in the round alongside fellow musicians Brandon Mills and Rebecca Haviland on May 25th at 6pm at Rockwood Music Hall. Tickets available on our website, newyorkartistcollective.com. I very much hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast, and if you aren't a subscriber, why not go ahead and click that little subscribe button and you can hear more from some incredible artists on the New York music scene. And of course, don't forget to check out our website, newyorkartistcollective.com for more information on our upcoming shows. Our Instagram is at New York Artists Collective. We hope to see you there. I am Stephanie Manns. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. New York Artists Collective.